Hello, traveler. Please, have a seat while I tell you the tale of the Prismatic Guard, starring Abby O'Neill as the combustible and often confused tiefling alchemist, Flint Therai, Jason Hops as the old veteran, Robarth Mirax, a dragonborn warlock with a mysterious patron, Jerry Evans as an affable historian, the halfling bard, Roscoe Suitfoot, and Ashley McLean as the carefree but determined Ottervoke Samurai, Margot. Hosted by Eli Royal, join us on a tale of a world still recovering from a great war that changed everything. Hello, you're listening to We Play RPGs, the first and only RPGs podcast. Don't you tell me about those other ones. Don't you lie to me. Anyway, I'm your host, Eli, joined by... Hi, I'm Abby, and I play Flint. I'm Jason, and I play Rovarth Mirax. I am Jerry, and I play Roscoe Suitfoot. I'm Ashley, and I play Margot. And this episode is brought to you by Metallic Dice Games. All of us here at We Play RPGs actually have dice from Metallic Dice Games now. I got Jason a set of dice, and I haven't gotten to see them in person. Are they as pretty as I think they are? So with those, they actually have a different gradient where uh, basically like the D20 starts at like a dark purple and then it ends at like a white color. So it's like various shades of blues and purples and some green and white. Oh, neat. Nice. I like everything about that. Mm-hmm. And, hold on. I have the thing here that tells me what they actually are. Information. I should. Engraved rainbow fluorite. Rainbow fluorite. Pretty. And yeah, they're they're pretty cool. I like them. I love them. And Jerry got a set of their uh, resin glow in the dark. Yes, and they do glow in the dark. And furthermore, if you have glow in the dark dice, remember they glow in the dark. Otherwise, you'll wake up thinking the Fae have come back to finish what they started. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Which one day they will. I mean, yes, I know oh. what I did. <laughs> you know Become what you did, did. You know, it happens. They're nice dice, they're pretty, and I can't wait to roll them. The Faye approve. We are also, hopefully, brought to you by uh, Found Familiar Coffee. And I say hopefully because I'm not sure I fully understand how long their affiliate program lasts, so hopefully we're still... <laughs> An affiliate when this episode comes out. <laughs> I mean, hopefully especially, their coffee is delicious. Especially since I just clicked purchase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, their coffee is so good. So good, and I can't wait three, two to three business days to have more. Yes. <laughs> yes. I really like their yeah, initiative it's... blend, and this is coming from a person who does not like coffee. I actually drank yeah. it like without sugar. Which, uh, for me, is a pretty big deal. And it's delicious. Yes. Yeah, Ashley and I have tried, like, four or five different kinds. I think it's five by now. Yeah. And the Knoll blend is pretty good, but I do think Initiative might be my favorite. Initiative is my favorite. Knoll is, if you like a real strong coffee, Knoll is the strongest one I've had so far from them. Yeah, because it has a little bit of espresso in there. Cartographer was good too. That's I'm still drinking Cartographer right now. Yeah, that's on my uh, way. Yeah, it's mm. it's a really good one too. What were we doing last time? That's oh, a good yeah. question. You guys had killed a vampire spawn, mm-hmm. and had unfortunately caused enough racket that two werewolves showed up. I'm no. hurting. They got good perception, so there are werewolves. Yeah. That vampire um, dropped so, me from the ceiling. Yeah, they did. <laughs> you guys did search this room, but you only had time to search this part of the room because, like I said, it's this weird L, like upside down L shape. And you were searching this lower part of it before you were interrupted by these werewolves. And because you guys are in the Blightwood, I should describe these werewolves look like they have mange or something. Ew. Great. Ew. They just look sickly. Poor puppers. But now it's time for you guys to roll initiative with your physical dice. Yay. Yay. Oh, Give I'm me excited. the shiny click clack math rocks. I'm excited for this first roll. Oh. No. Well, the excitement died natural... quickly. <laughs> I rolled a natural one. 
<laughs> That's funny. My dice have been so rude for the past like two times I've played with them. Uh, they want you to play more. Yeah, they. Do. I rolled my. Uh, I have this pair of dice that orange. That's black with orange glitter in them. They rolled like crap, so therefore they're <laughs> going to dice jail. Well, I rolled a seven, which is a total of nine. Total of nine. Mm-hmm. What did Roscoe get? I rolled a three, which added to everything gives me an eight. Boy. What about Margo? Five. <laughs> All right. And Flint. Flint also got a five. Yeah, I rolled a three. This is what I get for not using my gemstone dice. Congratulations. We're all in the single digit club. Well, I hate so it here. the way you we're guys had uh, spread out, the way you guys had spread out while you were uh, searching the room, Flint and Marco are within 10 feet of one werewolf and within 20 feet of the other werewolf with Rovarth and Roscoe slightly behind them. And this, the closest werewolf, is going to go ahead and, well, he's going to move right up to Margo and try to murder her. Aww. My poor murder baby. She's getting murdered. No, stop touching the murder noodle. <laughs> so first thing it's going to do is going to try and claw at you. Rude. Does a 21 hit? Of course. That'll be five slashing damage. Mm. Okay. And you were at 48 hit points last time. Yeah, I know. And then it's going to try and bite you. Mm. But a six, I know for a fact, is not going to hit you. No, it does not. Thank heaven. That's good. Because otherwise you would be an otter folk werewolf. No! (laughs) A were-otter. No, you would be a werewolf. You're already an otter. That sounds vaguely horrifying and also really adorable. Anyway, it's Rovarth's turn. Rovarth's trying to get his Eldritch Blast calculated correctly. There we go. I'm an Eldritch Blast. (laughs) Well, lucky for you, the uh, statue that would normally be in between the two of you has fallen down. (laughs) Okay. So you have a clear shot at this big old werewolf. Oh, that's a terrible roll, though. That is... I don't remember what I had. Eh. Plus four? So that's... I rolled a four. So... Well, that probably your, misses. Uh, if you rolled a four, your I think your proficiency bonus is four at level nine. Yes. And your charisma modifier is three. So that would be eleven. Okay, yeah. I got an eleven. Which does miss. But yeah. only barely. Well, I have another one, thankfully. So I'm adding seven to this. I think that's good to know. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. That's a 15 total. 15 hits. Oh, yay. So that's 1d10 for 10 damage. Mm. That hurt. It's not resistant to magic. It's force damage, and I'm going to dodge because werewolves are scary, man. That's true. Roscoe, it's your turn. All right, I'm going to make my way to Margo and cure wounds. Yay. All right, yeah, you only got to take a, a few steps forward. Yep. Ooh, these are good rolls. Well, one of them was a good roll, but <laughs> actually, this is still pretty good. You're going to get 14 back. Yay. Nice. What level did you cast that at? Usually, I cast that at two. Okay. I mean, I figured 14 is, I think, higher than you could get if you run this. Yeah, because at level two, I roll it twice. Yep. Oh, sorry, I dropped my inhaler. That's the nerdiest fucking thing I've said on this podcast. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Anything else you'd like to do? No, I'm good. Uh, Okay, it's the second werewolf's turn. Hmm. He is going to run up. And actually, he's going to attack Roscoe. So, Margo, you got one right like at your six o'clock and one at your three o'clock. And Roscoe's at your 12 o'clock. And the one at your three is going to claw at Roscoe. Mm. Does a 20 hit your armor class? Yes. Then that'll be seven damage. Got it. And now it's going to try and bite you. However, it once again got a six. Does not hit, of course. Well, that's all it has. Flint! 
Yay, me! Okay, so I'm gonna cast Firebolt at the one that just attacked Margot. Okay. And that was significantly better rolling this time because I switched the gemstone dice. 20 in total. Ooh, yeah, that hits. Aha, hold on, let me see what dice I need to roll right now. Because, you know, since we switched over to a different I thing. think it's 2d10. I think you've got a couple yeah, more levels before 2D10. upgrades again. And of course that's shit. Okay, yeah, it's going to be like 7 in total, unfortunately. But hey, that's 7 points of damage. Now it's on and fire. lasting damage, because it's on fire. <laughs> anything else you'd like to do? Or rather, anything else you can do? I mean, I think I can, you know use some of my uh, movement to back up. So you are out of any threatened range, so you can move as much as you like. You're up against a wall at your 9 o'clock, but if you want, you could pretty easily just move behind Rovarth. I would like to do that, because he's stronger than me. Am I? Also, if you get hit again, I can do the cure wounds thing with my big old horse shanky needle. (laughs) Yep. Now it is Margo's turn. All right. You said there was one in my three o'clock that was messing with Roscoe? Yep. We're going to fuck him up. So I'm going to challenge him first. All right. And I think... So what does he... He has to make a wisdom save? Yeah, he has to make a wisdom saving throw. Hang on. They have to make a wisdom saving throw of 15. Well, it got a four. Yay. That's good. So it's challenged. <laughs> <laughs> So with that, I am now going to use my dueling bright energy sword. Mm. Use that technically not a lightsaber. Copyrights. (laughs) All right. Well, lightsabers are superheated plasma, so they would do fire damage. Oh, true. Okay, so, and that's, I add to hit, that's what I add to it, correct? Yep. Okay. 22. Yeah, yeah, that that hits. <laughs> Twelve damage. Ow, that hurts a lot. <laughs> ha ha! It's meant to. Oh sweet! You I did finished? another twenty-two. Oh wait, you have. Um, yeah, that hits. I know. I forgot that you had multiple attacks for a second. I'm like rude. Fourteen for damage. Jeez. Thank God it's rolling well now, and I get one more attack, right? don't believe so. Okay, cool. So challenge and... Yeah, okay, well, I am done. All right. Well, the werewolf that's on fire is going to go ahead and take three damage. Or what is your intelligence modifier, Flint? Plus three. Okay. So, so three. go ahead and take three damage. And he has to use his entire action to make himself stop being on fire. So it's Rovarth's turn. There we go. I am going to... Out it's blast. And a fired and a mist and a fired and a mist. <laughs> pretty much. I'm pretty sure that's a critical role reference, but I don't actually know. I don't know. I thought it well, was a gamer grumps that happened. thing. That is another uh, B7 plus 8, so another 15. That hits. 1D10 plus 3. 13. This guy, uh, in one round of combat, went from 58 hit points to 25. You got another one? (laughs) Yeah, I do. (laughs) Uh, That's a 17. Yep, that hits. That's a... Is that a 6 or a 9? That's a a 9. Okay. So... 9 plus 3. 12 damage. Ow. Much ow. I'm sorry. He went from 58 to 13. Anything else you'd like to do? Dodge. Roscoe. The one that attacked me, I just look him dead in the eyes and go, you are only half the man you ever were and only half the wolf you ever will be. Vicious mockery. Oh, damn. Oh, God, I hope that goes well. Yeah, it got a three. I, I don't know off the top of my head what your spell save is, but I know for a goddamn fact it's not below three. Well, I rolled really good on my two D4s, so he takes seven. Ow. And disadvantage on next attack. He looks at you and he goes, Oh. oh. <laughs> oh. 
Anything else you'd like to do? I think I've done enough. <laughs> <laughs> but through the tears, he's going to go ahead and try and kill Marco. Oh. At disadvantage. Yep. Yep. First attack at disadvantage. So he got a 14 versus your AC with his claws. He loses. You miss. And for his bite, he also got a 14. At least it's not a fucking six. Mm-hmm. That's all he's got. Flint! <laughs> Trying so hard to prove me wrong. Great, it's my turn again. He can't quite see where he's biting because of the tears in his eyes. They sting. So I'm going to do the firebolt thing again. Mm-hmm. Against the same guy? Yeah. Okay. Not as well. I mean, at the very least, you're making him waste his action to put himself out. Okay, that was a 16 in total. That's fine, because it hits. Yay! Oh, hey, my D10s are rolling nicely now. 14. He's dead. So, Flint, because we have established that since the adventure with the owlbear chub, uh, Flint actually had the inscriptions for his cantrips tattooed onto his hands. So, finger guns! Yeah, Flint... Is Flint right or left-handed? He's ambidextrous. He has fireball on his right and acid splash tattooed on his left. Okay. So, Flint holds his right wrist steady and makes, like, a finger gun. And then he stops and he takes down his left hand so it's just his right hand up. And then he turns his finger gun sideways and he shoots this werewolf right in the fucking face. And there is a brief whine before it runs out of oxygen because it just inhaled fire and it collapses onto the ground. Dang. Anything else you'd like to do? I'm going to go back to hiding behind Ruworth. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say Flint, Stone Cold, and then... (laughs) He's a glass cannon. Give him some slack. I was like, he how like does... leaned leaned underneath one of Rovart's wings, fired, and then grabbed the edge of his wing and pulled it down so it hit you. <laughs> Cover me! <laughs> oh man, Dad, I'm scared. Um, <laughs> but it is now Margot's turn. All right. Well, since the one that was the one that was messing with Roscoe, the one that was trying to mess me up last time, or no, wait a minute, the challenged. And we go after the one yes. that's challenged. My brain. Yeah, yeah. So, let's see here. I was going to, oh, I probably should say what I'm doing. I'm using my dueling brilliant energy (laughs) short sword. And I, 15? Uh, 15 hits. Oh, yay. Thank heaven. 11 damage. Oh, boy. That hurt a lot. Oh. 22. Are you attacking him again? Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, my dice were, was really hard to read. So, 22. Yep, that hits. 13 damage. And... Uh, he is so very badly messed up. Well, I guess I am done then. Alright. Rovarth, it's your turn. I am going to Eldritch Blast the remaining werewolf. Okay. Because he is suffering from many stab wounds. Okay, he's going to suffer from some internal bleeding as well. That is a 19 to hit. Yes, that will hit. And that is a 9 again, so that would be a 9 plus 3, 12 damage. Okay, he had one hit point. <laughs> Holy shit. There it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, Rovarth channels his eldritch blast through his dragon bane sword as he did before and it fires off and splatters the werewolf's head up against this eastern wall and its body collapses to the ground oh oh <laughs> so combat's over smashed it like a watermelon can i roll to investigate the rest of the room since we got interrupted yeah yeah sure do they have anything on them that I can just take? The werewolves? I don't believe that they do, to be honest. Let's see. No. No, okay. they do not. I got a 17 to investigate 17? Okay. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys searched the vampire, right? 
I think so. I don't know if we ever announced that we found anything, though. I cannot remember. I can't remember. I'll be honest. I think we were in the process of starting to, then we got interrupted because werewolves decided to walk in. Okay. Well, the uh, vampire has stashed in the room 800 gold pieces and 10 platinum pieces. Who's keeping track of the the party? Writing it down now. Okay. Yay. And I got it on a Google Doc, so this time I won't forget to do it this time. Nice. All right. So you got a 17. And what are you, I know you're investigating the room, but what specifically are you looking for? Any hidden compartments, anything that looks like it's been disturbed somewhat recently, like the dust is a little bit stirred up or something looks like it's been broken recently, anything like that. Okay. With a 17, you mostly just find the same stuff you did before. You know, a lot of the furniture has been roughed up. There's some cracks in the stone. Obviously, the dead person. Cobalt. That's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, now he's a no bolt. <laughs> yeah, and I think we already kind of raided his pockets. Didn't really find anything anything interesting. Yeah. Yep. I'm sorry. Did you say you were looking for hidden things? Yeah, anything hidden. Okay. Like so, searching for things that have been disturbed recently, you don't find anything. Um. But when looking for things that have been hidden, you find a hidden door. So like the double doors you guys came in through, which is at the top of this upside down L. Mm -hmm. Not far from the kobold's body is a hidden door. You will have to make another investigation check to see if you can figure out how to open it. I After I find it, I tell anyone... Hey, hey, I found a hidden door. And that's another 17 to freaking see if I can't investigate to figure out if the door can open or not. Or if I can yep. open the door. You're able to, yeah, you're able to open the door. It's hey. a pretty simple push mechanism. Basically, you find the right spot on the door to push, and it clicks, it opens the mechanism so that the door actually pushes itself open a little bit, and you can swing it open. Nice. And it leads to a set of stairs going down. Oh boy. The first thing you notice is that the air coming out of this stairwell is incredibly stale. Ew. As if nothing has opened this door in decades, if not longer. Oh god. Probably this door hasn't been opened since the Blightwood took the temple. Sheesh. Well... Shall we? The door has been open. The only thing left yeah, to I mean, do is go is through. Question yeah. if you want to investigate down there or if you want to keep investigating this floor. I mean, I kind of want to investigate the floor. How does everyone else feel about that, though? I feel like this is one of those things where, like, we can come back to this. Yeah, I mean, like, if you you can just close this door again. <laughs> All right, you know good, Sarah Margaret. We will finish exploring this floor, but I do think it might be worthwhile while to come back to this. Mm-hmm, most definitely. I'm going to carefully close the door again. Okay. Okay, where, which stretch are we heading now? So you're right beside the doors that you originally came into this northwest dining hall through. So you can either go south down this probably pretty close to 100-foot hallway. So Rovarth's actually the only one that can see that the hallway terminates about 100 feet down and then turns to the east, or I'm sorry, the west. You can also see a few doors. All right. But the hallway also goes to the east, where you can immediately see another set of double doors like the ones that you're at right now. Maybe we should go across the hall real quick and see if there's anything in that room. The double door room? Yeah, the double door room. Yeah, I think so too. All right, I I guess I'll take point with, I don't know, whoever else is taking the point. Probably Margo. Murder baby. Probably Margo. (laughs) So, Margo, you guys enter this room and it looks to be identical to the other room you were in. There's a little bit more rubble. One of the pillars holding the ceiling up 
has collapsed, though the ceiling doesn't seem to be in threat of collapsing. You can see directly in front of you to the north is a statue of Alindra. Flint, you can see directly to the west is another hidden door. The only reason you're able to recognize it is because it's the exact same method of hiding the door, of blending the door into the wall. Hmm. Do we want to go in? Sorry, what'd you say? I was going to say, unlike before, there's tables and chairs, things of that nature. Margot, you can see that there is a slight glowing rune carved into the statue of Alindra directly to the north of you. Nobody else sees it, though, because your passive perceptions are not high enough. Hmm. Okay. I'll just kind of say, well, what's that over there? All right. Everybody can make a perception check. I will do so. 16. I got a 14. I have a 13. Okay. All of you are able to see the uh, slightly glowing rune. And I actually don't have detect magic or identify. Well, I have. Yeah, but Flint can do that for free. Mm hmm. Okay. So, first, I'm going to do. Well, it's a glowing rune, so therefore it's probably obviously magic. So, I'm going to do identify. Okay. You walk up to touch it and activate the trap. (laughs) That's fair. Margo didn't do it this time. That's fair. So (laughs) I need you to make a constitution save. 17. Okay, you succeed. You will take half damage. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, hit me. All right, you will take four thunder damage, and you are pushed backwards until uh, normally you would be pushed back about 10 to 15 feet, but Rovarth was 10 feet behind you, so he just kind of catches you. I just slam right into Dragon Dead. Yep. And other and once that happens, and of course there is a loud thundering boom, <laughs> a lot of dust is pushed away, and the rune on the statue just fades away. Well, I wonder what that was protecting now. Well, perhaps let us not touch magical glowing runes. How else am I supposed to identify it? I'm glad to hear your opinions. (laughs) Sometimes things just should be left alone. In Flint's defense, it was very shiny. Yes, it's supposed to attract foolish people into touching it and causing damage. Regardless, that was a very loud boom, and I think whatever is in here just might know that we're here. Robot so let's continue. Point. What is uh, Roscoe's passive perception? Not great. 13. 13? Okay. Oh, then you would have seen the room before, too. I thought it was 12. Anyway, what were you going to say, Margo? Can I roll perception just to see if there's anything that did notice us oh, in that room? Oh, just to, like, look around? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and roll. Okay. Oh, I got a one, which just fails automatically. No, it doesn't. It doesn't? I mean, you don't notice anything. <laughs> oh, that... yeah. No, ones are... I I go with the official rules, which are ones only count as failures on attack rolls. Oh, okay. Well, then I got... I mean, I got an eight. Still way too low, but... Yeah, no, you don't. Your, your ears are still ringing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a little too distracted. Mm-hmm. So what did you guys want to do? I'll be honest with you, I still really want to investigate the statue, because, like, sure. I want to know. go right ahead. While Flint is investigating the statue, what is everyone else doing? I'm going to protect Flint. Margaret's just standing there, because she can't really notice anything in the room. Okay. So, it is 25 feet between the doorway and where Flint is. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to be? I'm asking Margot, where do you want to be? Next to Flint. Okay. Well, if Margot is protecting Flint, then I'll be at where the door is. Okay, like right at the doorway? Yeah, right at the doorway. Okay. And Roscoe? Um, he said there's shelves and tables in the room? or Tables and chairs. Tables and chairs? Yeah. I'll stay in the middle of the room, so if something goes wrong either direction, I can rush and heal. So kind of like in the middle between Rovarth and the other two? Yes. Yeah, because if you're in the middle of the room, you're going to be quite a ways away from where they are. Yeah, what I meant is try to have equal distance between the both groups. All right. I rolled kind of shit, and I got a 13 to investigate the statue. 
it seems like it was just a trap that was activated. What you deduce is that this was not a new trap. And very well, the other statues might have traps like this as well, but this might have been the only one that they had time to activate before they were overrun by the Blightwood. But as you are doing that, Rovarth, you hear big, heavy footsteps on the stone, and you turn around to see a hulking, probably eh, maybe 10 foot tall, blue-skinned, scaly creature with a frog-like head and these two large, like, spikes Uh coming out of its hands. And it's actually big enough that it's almost taking up the entirety of this 10-foot hallway, and it is running towards you. And by the time you're able to fully process what's going on, it's only about 20 feet away from you. Is there a brace action? Well, we're gonna roll initiative first. Yeah, I'm oh. gonna I'm gonna call out like, guys, there's the thing. Incoming. Rovarth goes. I imagine Rovarth goes. By Jura, what the hell is that? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that exactly. I got a 15 for oh, initiative. Oh, buddy. Margot got a 15. I got an 18. I got a 22. 18. Ooh, Rovarth. What did Roscoe get? I am still in the singles digits club. Nine. (laughs) Oh. All right. Well, Rovarth, you're up first. I don't know what the hell this thing is, and it's running at me, and I don't like it, so... You can roll Arcana if you want. Sure. Give that... Make that a free action. I figure you either know about it or you don't. Well, that was two 19s in a row, so that's 23. Dang. You recognize that as a blue slot. Uh-oh. I was going back and forth in my head. I didn't know what it was. That's that's bad. <laughs> you know that blue slods are resistant to all elemental damage. Uh, they are telepathic. Oh. They are resistant to a certain extent to spells. They regenerate. They are incredibly tough. And those claws are not just horrific in nature. They also have the ability to infect you with a disease that, um... It's alien. Well, it, it transforms you into a slod. Oh, it destroys your mind and turns you into a slod. So this thing is walking horror in every sense of the word. These creatures come directly from Pandemonium. Uh, from the Hell Plains. Oh, my. Did you just say directly from those places? Yeah, that's where they are born. Okay. Well, born's a strong word, but yeah. Well, I was going to do one thing. I'm going to do another. I cast Banishment. (laughs) Oh, what's that? It has to make a DC 15 charisma saving throw. All right. As I'm just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I imagine that's how you cast it also. <laughs> it got a five. Well, that <gasps> fails. So uh, you attempt to send one creature that you can see within range to another plane of existence. The target must succeed on a charisma saving throw or be banished. If the target is native to the plane of existence, uh, it's banished to a harmless demiplane where it's incapacitated, remains there until the spell ends, at which point it reappears in the space it left or in the nearest unoccupied space. If the target is native to a different plane of existence, it's banished with the faint popping noise returning to its home plane. If the spell ends before one minute is passed, the target reappears. Otherwise, it does not return. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And I'm just going to hold on that spell for a minute and be like, don't let anything hit me. Well, I mean, nothing's going to interrupt you for a minute. And once the minute has passed and my concentration is over, I'm going to turn to Roscoe and just say, we should leave. (laughs) Out of character, I have never been more happy that Rovarf went first. (laughs) what does that look like 
I'm like, like, what is, what does it look like? What you have just done? I just thrust out my or my gemstone, and I just say, "Leave," and the orb pulses and sends out an energy that banishes the slot. See, I imagine you say "leave," mm-hmm. and the creature just like stops, and then almost. Like it was deleted in an old 90s idea of what a deletion is. It just gets sucked into the orb and there's a popping noise and your orb just closed for the next minute and then stops and you're like, okay, it's gone. Yep. I like that. I'm still dumbstruck by what just happened. And on that note, Margo's like, let's get the hell out of here. Good sirs and Margo's, let's move. Now, you guys can't leave until you find. The Mano Orb. Yeah. Well, that's what I meant. Like, we just need to move to a different area. Or Mana's Stone. Yeah, so we had more just floored to explore? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The second secret door that Flint found, was that going also to a different level, or? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the same thing as before. I was uh, just... Stale air and stairs going down. Probably just a different entrance. All right, mm-hmm. yeah. Let's finish exploring this floor. Okay. Do you guys want to investigate this room that you're in at all? This uh, northeast dining hall. All right. Go ahead and roll investigation for me. Aw. I got a 14. Okay. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be anything of interest in this room. You know what? That's fine. These dice are still rolling better than the algorithm. (laughs) I will remain salty about the algorithm until the day I die. (laughs) Okay, man. That's fair. Um, So just like in the northwest dining hall, As you move further down into this room, there is a single door leading out, except this one leads to the west instead of the east, and it leads outward into that same large... Well, so the hallway you guys first came into, you know, that branched east and west, turns south on both ends. Uh, It kind of mirrors... Roscoe, you know... Yeah, you're a historian. You would know this. Temples to Alindra from this era all tend to be very symmetrical. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why you've found two different dining halls. All right. I Are you guys going to just keep moving south? I guess so. Unless we see a door okay. we like. Well, moving south, you see a door that has been uh, forced open and off of its hinges. Well, more specifically... To the east, you see a spiral stairway that leads up, and you also see leading south in that little hallway that leads to the spiral stairway, a door, a single door that has been forced off of its hinges, presumably by the slot. Is there still like dust flying everywhere a little bit? No, but you know from the description that Rovarth gave you, this thing is too big to fit through that doorway properly. Mm-hmm. And there are some gouge marks in the stone. Oh, boy. Hey, um, everyone, can I investigate that room? Not alone. I mean, that was... <laughs> yeah. I thought that was obvious. I'm not going there by myself. I'm squishy. All right. With you, sometimes actions aren't obvious, so we have to specify. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, so... I will protect the entered. flint. <laughs> Margo's going to protect Roscoe. This looks like it used to be a kitchen of some kind. It is... How big is this room? It is 20 feet wide and 60 feet long. You can see the massive stove as well as several shelves and cabinets and preparation tables. Based on the mess and the gouges in the stone and things like that, this very well might have been where the slot came from. Can I roll to investigate? I'm not going to stop you. Not right now, anyway. Okay, so that was an 18. Yay. 18? Yeah. There doesn't seem to be anything of note in this room. There is a doorway. There's no door. It's just a doorway that leads south. Hmm. And actually, all of you, you know, because you're about in the middle of the room at this point, all of you can see that it opens into this, like small room and then there's another doorway to the south like there's a little intermediary room for some reason hmm. leave what no stone is unturned that? 
<laughs> just a weird design, mostly. Yeah. When you guys get into this room, it's 15 feet by 20 feet. And like I said, there's another doorway leading south into what looks like might be another weird L-shaped room. And there are there is a set of double doors leading east or west. Why do I always get those mixed up? Gentlemen and Margot, I suggest we explore the other room and then we go through the double doors. Symmetry. Yeah, that's that's fine. Is the key. That's fine. I agree. Okay. This room appears to be a pantry. Hmm. It has been ransacked, and what food is left is rancid. Yes. Mm, unsurprising. Okay. But if anybody has purify food and water. Oh, hey. Who has that? <laughs> Not me. There's your answer. <laughs> I took your wounds. Leave I'm a alone. war mage, not a not Look, a support. I could heal food, or I could heal you. <laughs> Good sirs and Margot, shall we go through the double doors again? All right. So this room, the main part of it is 20 feet by 60 feet again. Okay. When you guys get into the room proper, you can see that there is another single door, all the way. At the south of the room leading west. Hmm. Can I roll investigation? You know, find anything hidden. Mm-hmm. Sure. Aha! That was a good roll. That's a 25 in total. Yes. You are able to find in one of the large cabinets is a hidden compartment. <gasps> Ooh! And get ready, because inside of that hidden compartment... No. Is some treasure. Oh, cool. I thought it was going to be something to, you know, hurt us. <laughs> nah, not this. Not not right now. Yeah. So it contains one thousand silver pieces. Nice. Oh my. Uh huh. Five, or I'm sorry, one thousand copper pieces. One and five thousand silver pieces. It also contains. 2,700 gold pieces. 2,000 how much? 700. Okay. 130 platinum pieces. Okay. And it also contains one, two, three pieces of art. Little art objects, well-made objects worth 25 gold each. I can tell you exactly what they are, or we can move on. That's up to you. I'm kind of curious what they are. Okay. You see a small mirror in a intricately carved wooden frame. A bone statuette that has been carved to look like a bear on its hind legs. And some priestly vestments that are embroidered with gold. Hmm. You also find a scroll. A I'm not going to make you roll to figure out what it is because you've seen enough of them to know. A potion of healing. And I gotta look up specifically what this thing looks like before I tell you you find it. <laughs> it is a small sphere of thick glass weighing one pound. Oh, neat. Ooh, that, that's interesting. What makes it extra interesting is that you can't see any imperfections in it. Wow. Can I cast Identify? You just have to cast it as a, well, you don't have to, but I would suggest you cast it as a ritual. Yeah, I'm going to... it only takes 10, ten minutes instead of... Uh... Burning a spell slot that we might need later. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, uh, let's take a few minutes. I'm going to try to identify what this sphere is. And I kind of sit cross-legged on the floor in front of this compartment I found. Okay. Okay. After about 10 minutes, you're able to identify it as a drift globe. Ooh, what is that? If you are within 60 feet of a drift globe, you can speak its command word and cause it to emanate either the light cantrip or the daylight spell. Ooh. Once used, the daylight effect can't be used again until the next dawn. You can speak another command word as an action to make the illuminated globe rise into the air and float no more than five feet off the ground. The globe hovers in this way until you or another creature grasps it. If you move more than 60 feet away from it, it follows you until it is within 60 feet of you, and it takes the shortest route to do so. If prevented from moving, the globe sinks gently to the ground and becomes inactive, and its light winks out. Okay, so it can cast the daylight spell once a day, then what else? The light cantrip? 
Mm-hmm. It can just illuminate itself. Ooh. Now, here's my That's question. Really cool. Guys, this is so cool. We might actually have lights. Well, here's my question. Does that work as a spellcasting focus? No. No. Okay, that's fine. And you don't have to take another 10 minutes to identify the scroll if you roll high enough on your arcana check. Okay. I'll try arcana first. Because you're able to instantly recognize that it is an arcane spell not a divine spell okay that's 20 in total yep you're able to recognize it as a scroll of mage hand Ooh. hey roscoe here's a thing thanks and roscoe doesn't have the heart to be like i don't learn spells this way yeah but (laughs) (laughs) yeah but roscoe sees how happy and excited flint is to give it and how happy flint is finding all this stuff anyway so Roscoe's not going to ruin the moment. <laughs> Aww. All right. So do you guys so go touched. through? <laughs> do you guys go through the door to the east? Yes. 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 All right. I'm going to assume that you don't immediately enter the room when Rovarth opens the door, and you are greeted to the smell of rotting flesh, as there are <sighs> a what appears that might have been a vampire and what is definitely a werewolf that have been pulverized into this floor. Oh, gosh. What happened? Oh, gross. This looks like it might have been a small storage room, but a lot of the furniture has been destroyed, and there is a massive pile of rubble in the southwest corner of this 15-foot by 30-foot room. Mm. I'm going to assume that they died from the rubble, and yeah. Okay. I was going to assume the slog got them. Yeah. Even from the doorway, you can see that there is a single door leading to the north. Do we really want to investigate Stinky Corpse Room? No. Okay. Not no. really. Don't need to investigate the room, but we do need to go check out that door. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, is Rovarth the one going to open that door? I will cast Maytan to open the door. <laughs> from the other doorway? Yeah, why not? Because it's 30 feet. All right. You open it up. Can you open? Yeah. No, you can't because these doors weigh more than five pounds. Well, it says you can use the hand to open an unlocked door or container. Oh, Okay. Then yeah, you uh, swing the door open, and it looks like it opens up into a hallway, presumably the same hallway you guys were previously traveling down. Ah, I see. We appear to have looped back around. Okay. Well, that's convenient. Also kind of gross, because now we have to walk back over the corpse. Well, I remember correctly, if we've gone all the way around, we we had two hidden doors going down, and you said there was a stairway going up? Yes. At one point? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that is what you guys were able to see from the outside is that this building is four stories tall. All right, thank you. All right. Well, let's make this real quick as we do not want to waste too much time just standing around. Up or down, gentlemen and Margot? Well, well cons- you guys haven't even finished exploring this floor. Oh, I thought we had. I'm sorry. No, you've just finished the east side of this building. Then let's go to the west wing. Then we will oh go to the west God. wing. All right. Yeah, this this place is about, mm, uh, let's see, it is 150 feet wide. Mm-hmm. Well, 140 feet wide and about close to 300 feet long. Gotcha. Yeah, you, you guys have only just explored the east wing of this first floor. I understand. So let's go west. Mm-hmm. All right. What is your marching order as you enter this room? Because you do have to go single file through the door. Either Rovarth or Margo at the front. Well, Margo would be in front, and then okay. Rovarth would be behind. Okay. Okay. And who would be behind Rovarth? I will be behind Rovarth, and Flint will be behind me. Yeah. Okay. Margo, you get about 10 feet in the room, and all of the rubble in that corner starts to shift mm. until it pulls itself into a vaguely humanoid shape. Oh, God. And funnily enough, that's this episode. Uh Aha. What horrors have you wrought, Eli, for this cliffhanger? (laughs) 
We're facing Rude. Barney Rubble. Listen, once you enter the P zone, you can't start fighting. Abby. I have a Twitter, an Instagram, and a TikTok provided, provided uh, you know, it hasn't been banned in the U.S. All are elvenly underscore E. And I yell about things a lot. I also sometimes post art. I'm going to try to get on that because school is frankly terrifying. I need something to take my mind off of it. But yeah, have fun. I have a YouTube channel, which is Aerosil Space Prime, E-R-A-S-Y-L space P-R-I-M-E, where I play various RPGs of various types from, you know, your classic tabletop CRPG to, like, you know, your new school first-person stuff. And it's real fun. Sometimes I'm bad. Sometimes I'm good. I do whatever. While he does whatever, you can find me on Twitter at Jarius underscore Jer and on Instagram at Jerry Jerry Quite Contrary. Jerry spelled J-E-R-I. Various things, costumes, wrestling, gardening, food. You'll have fun either way. Thank you. And I'm Ashley. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter under Am Cosplay Clean. Typically doing like cosplay-oriented things and sewing projects. And you can find me in the quiet moments of the night when you're unsure of everything, whispering softly that nothing fucking matters, so just do the thing. But you can also find me online at royalartisanprops.com. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this part of our tale, Traveler. Please, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever fine pods are cast. You can find us online at WePlayRPGs.com, on Facebook and Twitter at WePlayRPGs, and on Patreon at WePlayRPGs Podcast. Your patronage is what keeps this podcast alive.